Welcome back to Fold in the Cheese. It's your boy K Troll on the mic today, and we are heading into week three of the NFL. It's an exciting couple of first weeks. We got a lot to cover today. Ethan Gelfand is joining me today from Levi Stadium. Yes, Hello. I'm in the nosebleeds, uh, but we're very happy here. Our team is two and zero. Steve Young would be proud. So you look like you're about to get about to get buzzed by one of those fighter jets. It's you know that's here. the only downside of being literally in the last row is you're basically in the clouds. So yeah, I have a flashing light so the planes know not to get too close. Good, good. I'm in Lumen Field. Had to look that up today. Uh, <laughs> Lumen Field, which I guess is an energy company or maybe I weed guess. gummies. I'm not sure, but in Michigan, um, it's Seattle. I mean, could, could be anything, but 12th man here. I've even got because of the green screen, you can see there's even some of the field shining through oh, my jersey. Green screen, you are there. Yeah, I meant the camera doesn't detect uh green, we're just on clothing, doing... and so it just projects the background behind you. Exactly. Hey, look, this guy's got a towel up. <laughs> if I move, you can see it. <laughs> if I move, you can see. Uh, have you created any earthquakes? I still love that fact that during that one playoff game with Marshawn Lynch, they actually made an earthquake happen because the beast quake as they yeah. call it yeah fantastic um no it's been a little a little tamer uh they're off to a one and one start this year not too exciting yet but uh i don't know gino in faith we have faith in gino and gino we trust hey gino's my backup quarterback so i'm, I'm okay with it i have to start him in one of my leagues <laughs> I, I miss the quarterback train like every league this year. Every I mean, league, I swear to God, every year, I, every league, I missed the train. It happened so much quicker than I expected. And so I've got Gino and Deshaun Watson in one league, and Ugh. not great. Um, Gino was okay this week, but Gino was okay. I feel like Gino, he's going to be very hit or miss this year. But I mean, when he's on, he's, I mean, last week was a great game. Helped me with Tyler Lockett. Um, but I, I, I don't know if I've missed the train on quarterbacks, even though I picked them early. Josh Allen obviously had a good rebound game for me, which was great. Uh, but in my neighborhood league and in our dynasty league, I have Joe Burrow. So, you know, it's not like I took him first couple of rounds, but well, dynasty is different when we took him, but ah, so frustrating. So, yeah, that's not good. Uh, you took him, what, fifth overall in dynasty or yeah. fourth, something like that. Yeah. Which is the right play for a startup dynasty league. Like that's, that's definitely the right move. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that hasn't been great for you. I had the luxury of getting Mahomes, who has not had like, Mahomes, Mahomes all caps game. games yet, but they've been rock solid either way. Like, yeah, he's got 20 points both weeks. And that's what we've talked about how the past couple of years, like I haven't had that quarterback, which I can just rely on. I don't need the gaudy Mahomes games. I just need the Mahomes games where you just know you're going to get 20 to 25 points each week. Those are the yep. games I needed. And yep. so Josh Allen week one, 11 <laughs> this week, 30, which great. But let me count on you for just give me 25 each week and I'll be good. Oh I was personally hoping for more of that 11 from you this <laughs> week. We squared off in our uh, our main league, I guess our college league that's been going on for years. It's now a 12-teamer, and uh, I'll let you take it away on how that matchup turned out. Yes, we were remiss to talk about in our last episode that we were facing off against one another. That was completely our bad. We don't, we're just so professional. We don't like to have anything you know bleed over to mix over. But yes, we did match up early season matchup, which yeah. is usually uncanny. We're usually like mid-season. That's when we, when we battle. Uh, but yes, I had a pretty good week. I had, you know, Josh Allen went off. Brian Robinson, of all people, going off. Uh, I didn't have Aaron Jones, which has hurt me, but, you know, talking about injuries, you unfortunately did not have Austin Eckler. You didn't have Christian Watson, uh, Anthony Rich. <laughs> so the best part is on Sunday, I'm at my daughter's soccer tournament in Lansing, and I just get a text from Kemper. 
Anthony Richardson, bitches. I'm like, oh, crap. Yeah, he was going off. To the scores. I'm like, this is not going to bode well. And then I get home hours later. Like, oh, he uh, maxed out and got knocked out of the game. So that worked. I Um, mean, it must have been right after I texted that because I wasn't watching the game either. I was in the middle of doing whatever I was doing. And I was like, Anthony Richardson, bitches, let's go. Because he rushed for two touchdowns. And they were both like 15 yarders. And I was like, he's going to just go nuts this game. And then I get home, same thing, where I look at I'm like, what? 17 like he had Why 17, he last time 17 points and there's a little blues you know little blue news thing next to his name in yahoo and i'm just like oh boy hey, hey he's been knocked out of the game with a concussion it's like <laughs> is it worse for you that he self-reported it that like it wasn't even coming from up top he's like ah, something's not right something's here. wrong in my, head. <laughs> in my uh, head i you know what i didn't even know that so thanks for telling me that wasn't even yes. aware uh so suffice it to say you you had an off week i had a i had a solid week where uh i think i ended up winning by 30 points but again you had crushed me absolutely decimated by injuries i had some uh some uncharacteristically good weeks from from people so it's a good combination for me so i took home the w uh in our first matchup we're gonna match up at least one more time since we did it early this year i just so. checked we're actually gonna match up in week 13 which is right before the playoffs that's It'll a have crucial week implications Big time. You know revenge game's coming. You know oh, yes. Yes. I See, I thought, oh, no, this isn't rival, rivalry week. Uh, you and I are not the technical rivals. I get Uncle Nate, air dog. But yeah. um, so, okay, real quick, talking about that. So we're going to match up week 13. So currently, and again, this is not me bragging. This is just where we are. Currently, I'm actually sitting first because I'm 2-0. There are three teams that are 2-0. Uh, unfortunately, there are three teams which are 0-2, you being one of them, where you're in 11th place. So my question is, you know, last week you we were talking about overreactions. And by the way, I was one of two on my overreactions. T. Higgins decided to blow he up. up. He showed back up. He showed back up. But, um, you know, it's obviously not a full season when you're playing fantasy. You got about 13, 14 weeks. So is are you feeling a panic mode? And see, for me personally, I think I'm overachieving. And I think, do I need to look at my team and make some changes? Like, where are you at when looking at your team? Yeah, so I'm frustrated with my team because when I go through my roster, and I want, I think there's a little exercise we can do here where you can go through my roster and give me your thoughts. I'll go through yours, give you okay. my thoughts. I think when I go through my roster and I'm looking at like waivers, for instance, yeah, there's not anybody that I want to drop, you know? So I'm like, who would I drop if I were to pick someone up off waivers? <clears throat> now, I ended up making a move this week, not on waivers. It was after waivers, a free agent move because I had two tight ends that were both kind of doing the same thing. Had Cole Komet and Dalton Kincaid again missed the tight end wave as well. Had both of those guys, and but they were both getting like eight or nine points, which truthfully for tight ends is like great. fine, totally <laughs> fine. Um, so I ended up dropping Cole Komet because I figured if Dalton Kincaid's a rookie and he's already getting eight points a game right now, he should get better and better as the season goes on. Rookie tight ends historically don't do well in fantasy, but again, eight to ten points is fine for me, totally especially fine. given how the rest of the tight ends have been performing. So. I don't need to carry two tight ends for that reason. Uh, I kept Kincaid and I ended up making a move. But yeah, I looked through there and I'm kind of like, who else would I drop? I don't know. I, I I'm, Maybe where I'm having some trouble and maybe I just need to like, I think what I really need to maybe consider is like a two for one trade with somebody. Yeah. If I can find the right person to do that and, and try and offload some of my extra people, free up space for a free agent pickup, or I'm going to have to do it anyway at some point if Jonathan Taylor ever plays. Well, so, I remember that a couple of years ago, not last season, but the year before, you had just like a superfluous amount of wide receivers. I think you couldn't even start Michael Pittman. And that's actually the year he did well. Was that, I don't know if that was yeah. his year or whatever. He was playing really well. And yeah. you couldn't get him in your lineup just because of the other receivers you had. So, you know, talking about a two for one is a good idea because 
you can get that maybe that bigger player while trading away a little bit of depth to you know to counteract it. So I, I like that idea. Um, so I, so are you in panic mode right now, or are you you're just kind of weathering this downspurt? I am slightly in panic mode because I need to start winning some games, or else I'm not even going to have a shot. You know. I do think my team is dangerous enough that if I can win a few games and get back in the middle of the pack, that like I'll feel really good about it. But yeah. if it's not showing up on Sunday, then that's all that matters. And so, um, yeah, there's some panic, but it's early. I mean, it's two games. I have seen, and I've been this team. I've made the playoffs in this league going like six and eight. You know, oh, yeah. like that, that, that can be enough to get in if you have enough points. That's usually where the middle sits. Is like. Seven and seven, six and eight, kind of in that range. If you're in the yep. middle there, if you have enough points, then um, you can sneak right in. And as far as points go, I feel okay about where I'm at. I'm not, I'm not great, but I'm not like that far behind anybody, you know. Right. Um, well, that so was me. I'm not, I'm not that, that was that me two yet. years. That was me two years ago, where I made the playoffs at six and eight, but my team scored a lot of points, so that was able to break that tiebreaker because of the points scored. Um, yeah. So okay, you're not in panic mode just yet. So do you you want to jump in and, and kind of look at these lineups, or should we talk real quick? Uh, you know, you mentioned some some waiver pickups. Obviously, we got to mention a couple injuries. You want to do that first? Sure. Yeah, sure. Yeah. So obviously, the biggest one being Monday night, Nick Chubb. My gosh, that hit on his knee. I, personally, I don't know how you would ever come back from that. I mean, it's also equivalent. I don't remember if you remember uh, Sean Livingston, the NBA, where his knee basically went back. Anyway, grossness. Chubb, I remember Marcus Lattimore in uh, South Carolina had kind of the oh. same thing where you're just like, and he, ne- he never heard from him again. He got, I remember he got drafted by like the 49ers with the intention of sitting him out for a year mm-hmm. and it just never turned into anything. Yeah. I worry I mean, about Cubs already had this knee reconstructed. So I know in college. I don't know. I don't know, man. It's really sad to see because I think he's a he's one of those beloved players. I know I lived in Georgia when he was at UGA and people just freaking love the guy and they love well, his like, heart. Yeah. A consummate professional, just someone who you can just rely on. Everyone's saying he's one of those locker room guys, like a glue guy. So it, it just sucks. And he just he's one that's always just been consistent, too. You know, in my neighborhood league, he went fourth. He was a consistent first-round pick. I mean, just one of those guys that you rely on. And unfortunately, like, obviously, he's out for the year. I mean, it could be worse. We don't know. Obviously, it's super early. But so Nick Chubb going yeah. down. Uh, Jerome Ford came in and did pretty dang well. Granted, he had one big run of 69 yards, so he ended up with over 100 yards and a couple catches for a touchdown. So he was obviously the big pickup this week. I fortunately had the number one waiver priority in our league, so I was able to snag him, which I was happy about. Because yes. anytime, anytime you can get a starting running back, no matter the level, it, it's going to help give you options. So yeah. I just felt that was a no-brainer. Um, other injury, uh, running back-wise, Saquon Barkley. So yeah. what do you think about the Giants backfield? The Giants backfield is less determined. I think Matt Breida is getting some love, but like, I don't know. He's kind of a retread, you know, like he <laughs> he probably yeah. get the first shot, but um, they've got a couple of young running backs too. They might mix in there. I don't know. I, I probably would mostly stay away unless you absolutely had to find some depth. You know, if you're, if you're a really desperate running back and you need to start somebody, I would start with Breida and then yeah. go from there. But um, I don't know. And I don't know how long Barkley's going to be out. What do, you, what do you think? So here's the best part. And I, and I want to give like two minutes on Saquon real quick. So Brian Dable says, don't count him out. He's a quick healer. He might be back next week. And so here's my thing. If you're Saquon Barkley, I would give a big old middle finger and say F you because you guys all made a decision to not pay me in the offseason, basically not put a long-term investment in me. And now you're wanting me to basically come back sooner 
then, you know, potentially my body is going to allow me and put my body at further risk to hurt it even more before I'm hundred percent. I would just give him the big old double bird and be like, are you kidding me? No, I'm out for a couple weeks. That's what the initial, you know, prognosis was about two, three weeks. It was a normal sprain. I would not be coming back this Sunday. Would you? Running backs need to go on strike, man. Right? I'm, I'm like with it. They need to legit go on strike. This is this is getting out of control. And I understand that like some other schlub would step up and take their like a scab would come in and take their spot. But like, let's watch the NFL with those scabs in there and see number one how often they miss pass protection. And the quarterback just gets absolutely lit up. Number two, how inefficient they are at running the ball in reality. Unless you're one of the elite guys, like it ain't easy. And your line's not blocking for more than you know two or three yards. You're not going to be getting these big boom runs catching yeah. the ball on the backfield like all that stuff no love no respect for the running backs they should go on strike this is ridiculous it sucks, it sucks for him obviously with the whole contract drama in the offseason yeah. and now has obviously so it's not the franchise tag it was revised so he would get some incentives but now he's obviously not going to hit those incentives nor yeah. should he rush back to try and do that it would just well, be that's dumb. that's that's the problem mentally for him is like I need to rush back to prove they should pay me because I don't want to be like injury prone, but like, I don't want to rush back because I don't want to get injured, especially if I don't know the team's going to commit to me. Right. So they're not, it's terrible negotiating spot for both for him. It's just like, what are you supposed to do here? You know, I think if I were Saquon, I would look at it. I would take my time. I'm not saying like you're done for the year. You take your time. You wait for it to get 100%. You don't want to be on this Giants team anyway. They are terrible. They overachieved last season. They're showing this year. It's like they had to have a historic comeback to beat. They the came back against team, the Cardinals, the worst team in the league. And I don't know. I just don't think there's a good future in there because they gave all this money to Daniel Jones the offseason. So that's going to limit their roster ability. So wait till you're 100 percent. Do your thing. Get a better. Go to a better team in the offseason. That's my maybe opinion. so. Maybe so. I don't know. I'm with, I'm with you. Whatever whatever he decides, I'm fine with. <laughs> I am good with it. I am. Sorry. Your call, Saquon. Yes. If so you're listening, unfortunately, unfortunately for owners, I wouldn't expect him back for another two, three weeks. That's the only thing. Yeah, it's going to be frustrating too because he's going to be questionable in your lineup for right. a long time. <laughs> and you're not going to be able to put him in the IR slot unless he's considered technically out, you know. And then after the game, he'll be questionable again. So you may not be able to make a waiver claim until you pull him <laughs> off of the IR slot. Like it, that, that sucks. I almost prefer they just go on pup, right? Go on IR. I just prefer that. Just you know? make a commitment to said injury. Just commit. <laughs> Fine. Just say it's going to be two weeks out, guaranteed. <laughs> well, and that's where I'm kind of at right now with Aaron Jones is, you know, he obviously got hurt week one, didn't play week two. And so now they're like, is he going to be ready for week three? I'm not sure. Uh, I desperately needed him in there. And unfortunately, I did not. So we'll see. We'll see what happens with these these kind of nagging injuries. But yeah. all right. Uh, you want to want to do this little roster breakdown real quick? Let's do it. Let's do it. All right. So I've, I've got your roster pulled up and, you know, you, you do make a valid point that I'm looking at your roster. One, I don't see any glaring holes. The problem is you have obviously been hit by injuries early on. So I'm looking at your roster for your starting three wide receivers. You got Devontae Smith. Great. Uh, Marquise Brown has been doing solid for that crappy Cardinals team. And then you have Christian Watson, who obviously has not played yet. So he's a little bit of a wild card. Marquise, I don't know how how much you can rely on him, but the fact that he's been doing solid so far is a great sign. So, I mean, no glaring holes there, just maybe not that, that huge star power, but obviously in the draft, you didn't jump on wide receiver until a little bit later because you were able to get Austin Eckler, Josh Jacobs. Uh, so once again, talking about Eckler, unfortunately with the injury. So he had a great week one, week two, didn't play nothing. You can do about that. You would have yeah. thought Josh Kelly, who you have as your handcuff would have provided that relief, but it didn't. 
which is just yeah. kind of crappy. Which uh, I real quick would tell you, like caution you, don't expect much from Jerome Ford this week because Tennessee's <laughs> run defense is right. very legit. I knew that about Josh Kelly. I just thought they would pass him the ball, and they didn't. So that frustrated me quite a bit this week. Yeah, and honestly, um, if Aaron Jones doesn't play, I'm going to have to put in Jerome Ford. But right now I have him on my bench just because of said defense. I got Tennessee defense did worry me because of what have, exactly what happened to Josh Kelly. Yeah. Uh, so then you got Dalton Kincaid. So, you know, the one kind of question mark is a Miles Sanders just because Carolina is going to be going through growing pains. Either they're a young team with Bryce Young there and – uh, that would maybe just be the only quote unquote question mark on your squad other than not having a star quarterback, but you're right. You have depth. You got Joshua Kelly as your handcuff. You got Jahan Dotson who has not achieved, who has not overperformed yet. Uh, Zach Moss obviously showed he can show flashes. Uh, you got Jackson Smith Najigba from Seattle who, had, you know, as soon as you drop, as you mentioned, he's going to do well. Uh, Tank Dell was a good pickup for Houston showing that he can be a good compliment to Nico Collins. And then as you mentioned, if and when Jonathan Taylor comes back, you're going to have Austin Eckler, Josh Jacobs, Jonathan Taylor with Miles Sanders as your fourth. So honestly, yeah. as unfortunate it is, you're right. There aren't too many moves to make. I think, as you mentioned before, the best move you could do would be for a two for one. Maybe just try to upgrade your quarterback position or maybe go for, you know, maybe a, a, a slightly higher tiered wide receiver. I think that would really be the only things I'm looking at because otherwise you're sitting pretty when people are healthy. And yeah. that, that's the shitty part is that you, you got to wait for that. <laughs> um, I know. And for me, and this is part of my, this is part of the blindness that you get whenever you draft a team. Like for me, I don't need to upgrade my quarterback. Anthony Richardson had 23 points the first week, 17 and three quarters and a half. The second week, he just got knocked out of the game, but like he runs a lot, man. He's got yeah. three touchdowns rushing for the first two games. Like I'm fine with that being my quarterback. I really am. So long as he's healthy. I'm fine with that being my quarterback. I wouldn't even think about changing that position personally. Okay. Yeah. I'm fine with that. So for me, it's more like um, either picking the right guys week in and week out, or <laughs> I draft Christian Watson. Like I kind of, I reached on him a little bit. It was like maybe fifth or sixth round. I reached on him a little bit and said, I'm going to go get my guy. I remember I said that in the right. draft, like this is a guy I believe guys. in and had no clue that he just wasn't going to play the first. Two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know if you just, I think you maybe just got injured in practice that week, like before the first game, but I was like, well, shit, now I'm now I'm down to guys that I wasn't counting on needing to start. You know, like Hollywood, I thought was my fourth receiver because I right. thought Jahan Dotson would be my my two or three. Two. And uh, Watson would be my two, Dotson would be my three. Hollywood had to start for me. Now, thankfully, he did pretty well this week. But, like, I wasn't really counting on that. So that that sucks. And then, of course, you get behind the eight ball when, like, your first-round pick is not, you know, Austin Eckler's not, not there. That sucks. But I don't know. Otherwise, I don't. I don't hate the team. And again, I don't know who I would drop. Like if I dropped Jahan Dotson, like obviously someone's going to pick him up. Oh, 1000%. Who, who would I rather him. have than him that's on the waiver wire right now? You know, yeah. um, who oh, would no. I rather have than JSN? Like I, I feel like he's a, he's a bit of a wild card, but the first round draft pedigree yeah. and the Seattle offense, like, Oh no, as far as he gets rolling, like that's a slot receiver. It should be a PPR monster like that. It should be totally fine. You know? As far as waiver pickups, yeah, there's no one on your team that you would drop in favor of someone else. I mean, I think the Tank Dell one was a smart one because, as you mentioned, you're not playing two tight ends, and they're pretty comparable. Yeah, and Tank so, Dell for me is kind of like I had an extra spot because I dropped a tight right. end. So, like, maybe well. maybe he showed, maybe he like blows up. Like, I like him a lot. I just – he's a bit yeah. of a wild card too. But if he goes off, that's great, and I've got an extra person to trade somewhere, you know? 
And yeah, so, I mean, again, the only thing I would say is, is maybe that two for one idea just to get rid of some of your depth. So then you're not having to make these like terrible decisions like, oh, which one should I play? Because <laughs> honestly, sometimes that's the worst is when you have a great bench. Yeah. You know, oh, crap. Who am I going to play this week? Then, of course, you know, the one on the bench is always the one that outperforms who you started. So yeah. maybe kind of making some decisions for you by trading away some of that depth. But yes, let me ask you this one question. Then I want to go to your roster. Yeah. Jonathan Taylor. Is this the point in the season already where you're thinking, hey, if there's a 2-0 team and I'm an 0-2 team, if I they have the opportunity to maybe be able to hang on to somebody for, you know, because they're out to an early lead, they've got the they've got the ability to hang on to someone like that and put them in their IR slot. Do you think that's the move I should consider? Yes, because honestly, that's actually what I'm looking at doing right now. I'm looking at a couple teams uh, to make some trades, and I'm looking to trade for a guy who's, spoiler alert, out right now. Uh and I, I would be okay sitting on him for a little bit. So, no, I think that this would be a great time to kind of shop him around because he is a true wild card. He may play, he may not. So he's obviously not helping you right now, but if you can get another piece for him, I think that's a great move. Yeah. Obviously his value skyrockets if if it comes out that he's going to play week five and be with the Colts or whoever from that point yeah. forward. So I do feel like I'd, I'd have to give discount now, which sucks because... See, honestly, I disagree. I don't even think it would be at a discount right now. I think... <laughs> Because let's say he comes back and he shows that rust because he didn't do any, you know, OTAs and didn't wasn't in training camp and was had all that stuff. That's fair. He could come back rusty as hell. And then his his stock, I think right now, I'm not saying it's the highest it could be, but it's pretty high because it's that question mark. It's that classic yeah. potential. So Okay. Well, let's go through your roster and then okay. um, we'll work out a trade. I'll give you Jonathan Taylor. <laughs> sounds like this will sounds like we're working out the deal right now. Right. Okay, so you got Josh Allen, so you're set it and forget it quarterback. Of course, week one wasn't great. Week two was awesome. He's back. I wouldn't worry about him, okay? Yeah. You paired him with Stephon Diggs, which I absolutely love having both those guys. And Diggs, in my opinion, has performed even better than I thought he would uh, so far this season. Pretty similar to what he does anyway, but I just, I'm just i kind of on the camp of like waiting for the decline, and it's not there. So um, <laughs> Diggs has looked really good. Terry McLaurin, um, you know, not great first week. Bounce back second week, so... I think you're going to get that with those Washington receivers. Sam Howell has not looked great, not nearly as good as people hoped he would. So um, between Dotson and McLaurin, McLaurin is clearly the number one there. He's rock solid for you. Tyler Lockett, always solid. Bad first week, great second week, of course, against me. 26 points (laughs) went off against me, but um, I think he's going to be rock solid. We said it before the draft. We said it during the draft. Like That's a great pick. No one's going to be excited about, but he will be a starter every week. You're fine. <laughs> Even when I drafted him, you're right. I was just like, I guess Tyler Lockett. Yes, I'll take right. Tyler Lockett. And you're like, that's probably your best pick of the draft, you know? Right. Damian Pierce has been disappointing. And I think we yeah. both thought, number one, there were a lot of buzz about like workhorse back and passing down usage and all of that. Um, Houston's offense obviously was going to be different this year because of a rookie quarterback. And what does that look like? But I think CJ Stroud can he can chuck it. He's he's looked okay. So I'm a little surprised that Pierce hasn't looked better. And mm-hmm. it makes me a little nervous. I don't know if you're feeling the, the nervousness there or not. Oh, I am. I have not been yeah. pleased with old DP. So yeah. I had him last season and everyone was mocking me for taking him last year. And he had a great season. And I saw yep. I loved it. And he was supposed to take this big leap forward, but hasn't yet. Hasn't yet. Yeah, I agree. Uh Brian Robinson has been a real surprise. He's been a stud for you. Maybe your best player. I mean, he's been Really good. Clear number one. Clear number one. He's getting some passing down work as well. Um, he's been a stud. So that's a good call. Friar Muth, I know, has been disappointing for you. The Pittsburgh offense, just 
I yeah, really exactly. thought Pickett would take a step forward this year, and he is so far has not at all. And so Fryermuth has been hurt by that. They've got more pass catchers this year than they've had previously, even with Deontay Johnson out. Allen Robinson's there now, randomly getting targets. We're even talking about Allen Robinson. He's dead. Alvin Austin's getting targets. Like, uh, yeah, Fryermuth has kind of fallen by the wayside a bit. So yeah. that's a that's a troublesome point for you. Yes. Aaron Jones in your flex only because he's been injured uh, will be rock solid as soon as he's healthy. So that's just the qu- the question mark, right? Yeah. Your bench is interesting. So you got Alan Lazard, who I have very little faith in. Uh, well, you have Camara, so kind of the same idea. You've got Camara. Maybe this is what you're talking about in your other leagues, is like considering targeting someone like that. He should be back uh, after this week. So what's he going to look like? I don't know. He makes me nervous. That offense makes me a little bit nervous. But mm-hmm. um, if you want to draw the comparison to what Derek Carr did with Josh Jacobs last year, then you've got a path to at least believe. Right. Uh, I, I think they they may want to try and start working Kendra Miller in there more because he's a rookie, see what he can do, see what the future looks like. But we know what Kamara is capable of. It's just it's been a little been a little bit since we've seen it. Marvin Mins Jr. Um, flash in the pan, you know, probably a good stash if he becomes more than he has so far. I mean, he had a great week too. He he showed what he can do, but he only I think he was on the field for like five plays, maybe, or he ran yeah. five routes, something like. He made four four catches on those five plays, but yeah. yeah, he was he was it was interesting. Um, two catches, <laughs> two, yeah, catches, two for, catches, yeah, two catches for 113 yards. But yeah, we saw what he can do. So a good stash, but not somebody you can start yet. And then Jerome Ford, your waiver pickup, uh, rock solid. I, again, I would not start him this week. I don't care if Aaron Jones is out. I wouldn't start him. I'd play Lazard probably. Ugh, um, really? Yeah. Even though he's, not, I guess if he's technically their number one. I don't know. I guess you have to. God, Lazard is bad. If Jones is not going, I, I think I have to play Jerome Ford. I just, with Zach Wilson behind center, I can't see Lazard. Because it's not like he's a number one. If he was... A number two guy, maybe. I don't even know if he's a number two right now. So it's anyway. God, he's been bad. I don't know that I'd keep Alan Lazard, honestly. I know. He's he was my next on the chopping block. There's probably someone you could pick up that would be better than that. So but. honestly, I feel like I am not a confident two and oh. I'm honestly yeah. feel like I shouldn't be here. And so that's why I'm I'm not in panic mode, but at the same time, like I gotta make some changes because I got lucky the first week sneaking out a win. I had a good week against you. Um, but again, I was playing you who wasn't fully healthy. So is that a true testament to what it is? So I feel like I need to make a move. Um, well, all you need to care about is how many points you scored. Forget true. about if my team is healthy and if you won or not. Like you need to worry about did my team score a lot of points? And you did. You had 126 or something, which in this league is, is pretty good. Right. So um, you don't need to worry about what my team did. Your team performed. Now, I will say you've had a couple like every guy on your team has had one week at least where he's blown up. Yeah. Which is rare, you know, and that's <laughs> what would make me nervous is like other than Damian Pierce, like and Pat Fryermuth, like everyone is blown up at some point and guys you wouldn't necessarily expect, like Brian Robinson, Terry McLaurin had a I, I guess you kind of expect it with him, Tyler Lockett, again, a value pick. But like I don't know. I think you could be in for a little bit of boom bust uh with this squad. So right. maybe you're looking to stabilize somewhere. Maybe you're looking to So where do you where do you see it? Is it a well your uh, tight end obviously needs an upgrade. Yes. Um, and that's where that's, but at the same time, like there are only two, maybe three tight ends that are worth a shit anyway. So right. if you're not going for Kelsey or Andrews, you're probably fine with what you've got. Firemuth, go get Cole Komet. I just dropped him. Like, I, get, as, soon as, eight, I saw eight, you, as soon as I saw you dropped him, I'm like, I might, <laughs> maybe he'll get you eight points and that's all you need, really. So 
I don't know there. Uh, Damian Pierce I'm, it makes me nervous, but I don't know if you believe long term, which I I don't have a reason to doubt it other than he just hasn't looked good yet. All right. So if I were to, if I were to make one trade right now, what position is it? You had to make one. What position do I again? Do I look for more wide receiver depth? Because really, after my top three, my next guy is Alan Lazard. <laughs> or do I kind of maybe do a package to get a stud running back to maybe? Yeah, I would either package Jerome Ford and Damian Pierce for an upgraded running back like a stud, um, or I go for that that fourth receiver would be really nice because number one, you're going to hit bye weeks, you're going to need to plug somebody in. But if any of these guys go down, you're in big trouble. Your depth yeah. is not good receiver wise. So maybe you package those guys and get like a, a more stable running back and a wide receiver. Okay. Um. That might be what I would do. I, I might try and capitalize on Jerome Ford. Yeah, right on. The because they also could go re-sign Kareem Hunt, which they've right. talked about already. Which is so. what I'm nervous about. I'm really hoping they don't. Uh, okay. So, yeah. <laughs> so, you're at a, a not as uneasy 0-2, or I'm at an uneasy 2-0. Uh, so, it's interesting. Interesting. These are the mind games that we play, though. These, right? these are just, just mind games. There's Over maybe no maybe no re- just justification for me to feel that way. but I just Overreactions. Overreactions, pretty much. <laughs> Yahoo All gave right, me a well. B plus this week, so screw you, Yahoo. <laughs> what did I get? Was it a B plus or an A plus? You got an A plus, I think. Hey, all right. Overachieved. Overachieved. You got my draft grade though, D plus. That's what I had. Boom. I got Boom. an F draft grade. <laughs> <laughs> I got an F. I loved that. I loved it. Uh, all right. So week three coming up. We got some question marks. We'll see if. I can keep Ryan go three and zero. Kemmer can get off the schneid, get that first win. Uh, I'm going up against Aaron, Uncle Nate. Who you got this week? I got Mark Hazer, Art Vandelay. Oh, Art Vandelay himself. All right. So more oh no, I don't. You know what? I thought it was the same. They may have the same logo. I've got Country Ho- <laughs> Country Roads Take Mahomes. They do she have the same logo. <laughs> They're the same logo. One's an M and one's an N. That's what screw is. <laughs> there it is. So I've got country three. road to take Mahomes, who I'm already trying to work out a deal for Justin Jefferson. We'll see. I don't think he's going to bite. What? But, uh, <laughs> what? <laughs> I just said uh, it. I'll, I'll give you my team if you'll just give it. There it is. There it is. All right. Well, Kemmer's going to be starting Justin Jefferson this week. I'm going to be starting Jonathan Taylor. It's going to be great. So, till next time, keep on folding. Hold it. <laughs>